Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! And I'm going to group these two teams together, these franchises, because they can't get out of their own way, even to the point where in their stadium they're playing essentially, uh, you know, in the, I listen, I mean, I know you can tell me the Jets, it's neutral. You know, I've always looked at the Giants at MetLife, sort of the Giants stadium, and then the Jets. It used to be, I used to feel that really strongly with the Meadowlands, not as much with MetLife with the Jet fan there, but the Jets and Chargers are two very similar franchises, and they continually compete confound people on a day-in, day-out basis. The Chargers get a couple of guys back on offense in Williams and uh, Allen. Allen's uh, limited by snap count, has a big fumble in the game. Great catch, but he also has a big fumble. And obviously, you know, Mike Williams plays one play, makes a catch, and he's out again for the rest of the game. And the Chargers, you know, got a little sloppy there late first half, a good part of the third quarter. And then they woke up offensively. They kicked the, uh, they got the touchdown there late in the game with 146 left, took a lead. But God forbid their defense can make a stop. Uh, you know, and that's why that James is overrated. He can't guard anybody. He's too big. He cannot guard anybody as a safety. Kelsey killed him all night. Penalties. Uh, he is. He's. I know everybody loves him. He's the greatest safety in the history of mankind. He can't guard a fly uh, out of that backfield. He just can't guard anybody. And Kansas City exposed him in one-on-one coverage last night constantly. He couldn't do a thing. No pass rush. And Mahomes does what Mahomes does. You take, you take every receiver in America away from him. Even Kelsey, he'd figure it out. You could take uh, you could take uh, Tariq, you could take Hill out of there. You go out there and, you know, Tony, the kid they got from the Giants doesn't play. You can take anybody else you want. All these receivers get banged up and all he does is continually make plays. Uh, you know, listen, I know Andy Reid's a good coach, but uh, you gave me the Kansas City head coaching job. I guarantee I win 10 games. I mean, that's all there is. He's too good. I mean, he's, he's by far the best quarterback in football. He's responded beautifully off that bad half last Last year against Cincinnati, which cost them, of course, a, um, a, a, a Super Bowl possibility for him. And as it turns out, maybe they have a chance to beat the Rams. But he is just so good, so dynamic. His speed, his running ability, uh, you know, his smarts as a player, how he gets out of the pocket, dodges trouble, throws balls away when he's in trouble, uh, marches down the field, you know, without any issues whatsoever and gets the job done. And that puts the division away now in the AFC West. Uh, and the Chargers never, ever, ever do anything in the big spot. They can get rid of Anthony Lynn. They can change coaches all they want. Uh, the Chargers never win a big game. Never, ever they win a game. They're 5-5 five and five right now. They are not going to make the playoffs in the AFC. Uh, you know, I know they've had some receiver issues, and you can't blame this on Herbert. It wasn't his fault last night. Herbert played very, very well, so it's not his fault. And we had that little stretch there in that uh, one period of the game, third quarter. A matter of fact, there was a sequence early in that game in which uh, Staley, who is the king of fourth down going for for it didn't, which I did not understand, and he punted, which I, you know, against the Chiefs, possessions are vital. You got to go for it on fourth down. He didn't do so in that spot. Anyway, to make a long story short, the Chargers are the Chargers, and, you know, it, there aren't that many Charger fans there anyway, so it's not a scenario where you have to worry too much about them. Wales just had a good cross, almost scored. You never have to worry too much about the Chargers. They have a lousy fan base. Uh, they are not a factor in that city. See all the red in that stadium there last night. They should never have left San 
Diego. Uh, that is the owner's fault. Uh, Spanos, who did a terrible job, he lost every sort of home field he could possibly have wanted. He's never going to get that back. They're a tenant in L.A. It's it's really an untenable situation if you're a Charger player. You are never going to play in that building feeling it is really your home field. It's a, Rams have that problem, too, as we know. But at least the Rams have a history in L.A. San Diego does not, uh, the Chargers. So from that standpoint, it's it's a bad deal. And the Chargers, again, you know, they're really a star-crossed franchise. They're going to have Herbert here for 15 years, and he's great. And they're never going to win because they are just, they can't get out of their own way. Defensively, they can't make a big play. They can sometimes struggle offensively, and away we go. So that is number one. And I shouldn't even uh, group them. I, I should not even start it with them first. I should start with the Jets first, who are who just, it's incredible, how, you know, how the Jets on a year-in, year-out basis just go out there and they stink up the joint in a big spot. And I'm not even going to blame the punter. I know everybody wants me to kill him because he didn't kick the ball out of bounds there uh, in the last 20-something seconds, and he should be instructed not to give uh, the returner an opportunity uh, to run back the punt. You know, all right, he got the, caught the ball at the 18-yard line. Can you make a tackle? I mean, geez, it's the first punt return touchdown this year. It's like the first punt return touchdown to end the game in 100 years in the NFL. I mean, I, I can't go out there and kill the punter because or kill the coaching staff because they 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 punted and the kid caught it at the 18-yard line and somehow figured out a way to go 82 yards. And I don't want to hear about that bad block at the end because even if it was a bad block, it didn't make any difference. Folk was going to make a field goal. So the idea that it was a bad block, we got to go crazy. Who cares? They would have lost. I'll tell you who cares. The betters who took the Jets at three and a half. Those who care. Nobody else cares. So, uh, But the, the bottom line is I don't even want to blame it on that because the loser in this game to me was simply the quarterback. And that quarterback stinks. Let's be honest. He's cocky. He's immature. His answers after the game were a joke. He's been tough with the New York press since. He's mocked him left and right. Here's a guy that has done nothing in his professional career. You know, he played at BYU. Big deal. I mean, my God. Big deal. Uh, it's not like he's Bryce Young and won some championships in college. A guy played, or Mac Jones for that matter. He played at BYU. Somehow the Jets fell in love with him. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Sims. I mean, really, Chris? Uh, he's the greatest thing since Lays the as good as Patrick Mahomes, he stinks. His performance yesterday when they got two yards of offense in the second half was beyond deplorable. Uh, if you're if you're a quarterback of any ilk whatsoever, you do not under any circumstances. I don't expect him necessarily to drive down the field and kick a game-winning field goal, but you do not kick the ball back to him. He had second and short, and you didn't get a first down to get that game into at least overtime. And then after the game, he says, do you feel you let your defense down? His answer is no, because he doesn't respect the media. He doesn't understand that the Jet fan has been sitting here for 50 years since Namath and has done absolutely nothing. And he, you know, he thinks he knows football and you don't. But this guy has done absolutely nothing in his career. And, you know, Joe Douglas has put the game, you know, Sauce Gardner and, you know, Bryce Hall and go ahead, wax poetic about uh, your general manager. Here's the bottom line with him. He had to get the quarterback position right. It's not his fault with Donald. That was a previous regime. But it was his fault with with, with Wilson. And the Jets don't have an answer to position. I, I I'm not going to sit there and tell you right now that I think he is any good. And the Jets are in a tough spot because he hasn't played that many games yet. And if they, you know, if they sort of stay where they are right now and don't make the playoffs and go 9-8 and eight or 10-7, and seven, I don't know what you do with him for next year. I guess you're going to have to bring him back and keep your fingers crossed. You know, he missed a lot of games last year. He was hurt. He missed the first four games or three and a half games of this year. I mean, outside of a decent fourth quarter against Pittsburgh, Sands, T.J. Watt. I mean, he has done absolutely nothing. And then his attitude after these games, I can't guarantee 
Garrett Wilson has something to say, and this guy does nothing here. Now, listen, you know, here's the bottom line here if you're the quarterback. You are the messenger, you are the, you are the spokesman for the team, and you got to take the bullets, even if the bullet is not necessarily yours to take. you got to take them. Okay, when your team is awful and you lose a terrible game they did yesterday and you scored basically three points and had 108 yards of offense, and they had 108 yards of offense, two yards in the second half, you got to take the hit. You got to say, you know what? I got to do better. I stunk. I, I, I cost us today. Our defense played a superb football game. You can't blame the special teams. It's my job at least to get us an overtime tied at 3 3. It's my job to win the game. I mean, they missed two field goals, and the Jet defense is, is great. But I mean, his job is to at least drive, keep the ball, keep the ball out of, uh, keep your defense off the field for a little bit. But his performance yesterday was mind-bogglingly bad, and I didn't like the pick to make to begin with because I've said it, and go back and listen if you don't think I'm right. I said it. I am not taking some BYU quarterback who you know, everybody in the world thinks is some great QB when he basically played nothing and he's awfully small and everything else. And he did absolutely nothing in college to, to speak of. This is a guy who was on nobody's radar before his last year there. Had a good year. They lost the one game to Coastal Carolina. And Joe Douglas and everybody else fell in love with him. This is the next Patrick Mahomes. Really? This is the next Patrick Mahomes. I, I've, I've, you know, when I see him, I have been incredibly unimpressed. And I hate him after the games. And, he's, and he, for a 23-year-old kid who has done nothing in his professional career, zero. And I ain't even argued into anything in his college career. Because who cares about BYU football? So I can make an argument. His resume, has, he has done nothing anywhere as a professional football player or as a collegiate. And he's out there lecturing the media and the fan base after a performance like that. And he's done it a couple times this year because he didn't like the fact they got abused after the Patriot game the first time when he threw three picks and they lost in that horrendous game 22-17 at the Meadowlands three weeks ago. And he was basically giving us, uh, teaching us riot, uh, you know, t- telling us what we don't know about football. Then the following week, he made a pass to Mims for a first down on third and 12 or whatever it was late in the game. And we we were supposed to think it was Montana against Cincinnati in the 88 Super Bowl when he went down the field and hit John Taylor for the game winner. Really now? One pass? We're going to make that big a deal here? I mean, the Jets have an excellent defense. Excellent. Give solid credit there. They got a good defense. They bottled up New England all over the place yesterday. And the Patriots had good field position. They made some plays. Patriots offense marched at times. But the Jet defense with sacks and everything else. And they got a little break with Folk missing two field goals. But the Jet defense did a superb job. They got no help from their wise guy, thinks he's hot garbage quarterback, who did absolutely nothing in a game. And if you're a Jet fan, you can wax poetic about your GM. You don't have a QB. And without a QB, you're not winning. I'm telling you right now. And I guess he's only played, you know, what, 13, 14 games. So I guess I got to give him a little more time. But I have not been impressed. And I tell you right now, all these experts who basically told the whole world, if you wanted to listen, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I love Chris Sims, but he was one of them. He thought the guy was going to be the next Mahomes. Uh, He is not Patrick Mahomes. Let's let's not go there. He's never going to be Patrick Mahomes. He is not Patrick Mahomes. He is not that good. That's all there is to it. Got to be fair. You got to mean he cost the team his game. And now the Jets, you know, who never beat New England, who can't beat Belichick, 14 straight regular season losses to, to the Patriots, 14 in a row since they beat him in that playoff game in 10. They can't beat Belichick. It's incredible that they have spent this much time and they still can't beat Belichick. And yesterday they had all sorts of opportunities to kick a field goal to win a game, and your quarterback couldn't do a damn thing. He had two yards of offense in the second half. I mean, that's, that's a disgrace. That's a disgrace.
And then he's telling us after the game, well, he doesn't feel bad. He let the defense down. Hey, son, 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 have a feel. Have a feel of New York. Have a feel of the media. Have a feel of the fan base. This, this uh, New York knows something about sports. Have a feel and say, you know what? Say the right thing. Be coached properly. What an immature kid. Oh, my God. And what a horrendous performance. And let him scream and yell about all he wants about, well, I don't care about guys. I don't care about the quote-unquote noise. You know, those poor season ticket holders who sat there for years and years and years to see garbage at the Met Life. They care about noise. Play better. The Jets and the Chargers. Two peas in a pot. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.